Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Funnel, an experience-driven commerce podcast. I'm Shannon Abel, Senior Media Marketing Specialist at Blue Acorn ICI and host. Each episode, I interview customer experience experts to discuss the latest trends and topics that matter most to brand and retail professionals. Today, we have with us Chris Guerra, co-CEO at Blue Acorn ICI, and we'll be talking about the pros and cons of accepting cryptocurrency. But before we hop in, Chris, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, I'm Chris Guerra. I'm the co-CEO of Blue Acorn ICI. I've been with the business for about nine years, almost 10 years. Uh, and I have the opportunity to work with uh, a lot of the best brands and retailers in the country. And so uh, as a part of that, uh, I'm really excited to join today to share some uh, learnings and what we're hearing on the street as it relates to cryptocurrency. Awesome. So before we hop right into the pros and cons, uh, can you just briefly describe the current state of cryptocurrency and just you know what it really is and how it relates to the brand and retail world? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I'll try and keep it somewhat short and sweet. I think uh, the current state of cryptocurrency is something that uh, you could probably talk about uh, for quite some time. And it's been uh, an evolution as it relates to cryptocurrency. I think when you look back several years ago, it, it was nowhere near the popularity or has it really gained the attention uh, that it has today. And if you look at kind of the transition over time and what has helped from a popularity perspective, a big piece of it is that big corporate enterprises are now taking cryptocurrency seriously. Before it was something where people would think it was uh, some kid in their basement mining Bitcoin or Dogecoin or whatever it may be. And no one really took it as a serious market. But the reality is, is that brands and retailers need to take it seriously because it is going to impact uh, the future of e-commerce. And so when you look at just some of the aspects of the current state of cryptocurrency, let's take a company like uh, Tesla. So Elon Musk has certainly been a, a face for cryptocurrency. and Tesla has something like uh, over a billion dollars in investment investments in cryptocurrency. Um, and so that is actually the company itself investing in the currency to demonstrate gains. Um, so they're really using it as an investment tool for uh, the company. Uh, the other interesting aspect about Tesla and cryptocurrency is the waffling back and forth on uh, whether or not they should take Bitcoin on the website itself. Uh, so originally Tesla had made a big announcement that they were going to be accepting Bitcoin. They did. Uh, no one's really shared any results as to whether or not it was a success or not. Uh, but then they recently decided to remove that as a checkout option from the website due to energy uh, concerns and saying that it was potentially harmful to the environment. It's funny that they actually removed that taking it as a currency, but they still have their investment in uh, cryptocurrency. So a little bit of a, a double standard, but I think Tesla is a really interesting use case um, as it relates to cryptocurrency, both from an investment perspective and as a taking payment with it. Um, then there's other companies uh, that are taking a fundamentally different approach. So someone like a Facebook, they're actually launching their own cryptocurrency. So I think it's uh, called DM. And it's something that they will begin to really allow Facebook users and Instagram users to purchase that currency um, and then use it either for 
virtual goods, but also real goods. So if you look at things like their marketplace or even on Facebook pages, there's some e-commerce functionality. So, but I think what we're seeing the most of uh, is companies like an Overstock or an Expedia, AT&T, Home Depot, um, that are setting up payment systems to facilitate other coin transactions. So something like Bitcoin. So that's kind of the current state. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch what the future holds, because I think a lot of companies are going to take different approaches um, and it should be something quite fascinating to uh, watch. Absolutely. And I know when we had first talked about this topic, I had a hard time grasping what that experience even looks like on the front end. So can you just describe from a customer's point of view, what that experience is when they are checking out with cryptocurrency? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things uh, that's unique about taking cryptocurrency as a, a form of payment is that you have a lot more flexibility from a user experience perspective. So think about it when uh, you when you check out using a credit card. It's always the same fields of billing address, shipping address, credit card number, expiration date, um, and then security number. And it's a very standard process, but it's very, it's just consistent from brand to brand. And it may not be the best way to, the most frictionless way to check out. And when you look at something like cryptocurrency, you have the ability to fully customize what that experience looks like. Um, so a lot of the information that you provide today with a credit card, um, you don't need to provide the same information. And so I think where brands and retailers are really going to like this is that they can simplify the experience um, and ask the bare minimum to create uh, or to have a transaction go through. And so that's going to be one of the areas that I think will be key and primarily from a, a mobile perspective. Um, I think that the majority of brands and retailers are always focused on ways to increase conversion rate. Um, and by offering a smooth cryptocurrency checkout experience, in theory, you should be able to see increases in conversion for uh, mobile devices. So the headline is really cryptocurrency as a form of payment is provides a brand, brands and retailers with more flexibility for the user experience. And not only more flexibility, but it's also the transactions are much faster as well, right? Yeah, the uh, and I think I think the speed plays back into that mobile conversation as well. So it's like uh, it's whenever you check out uh, using an e-commerce site or even a grocery store for that matter, you put your card in the grocery store, you wait a few seconds. While it may not seem like a lot of time, that time um, can be ages as it relates to when you're on your phone. And so when a customer has to wait even five, 10 seconds, that is something that isn't the optimal user experience. And for something like cryptocurrency, one of the pros to that is the fact that it's near instantaneous from a authorization perspective. Especially for in the mobile experience, because I know sites will be okay on desktop, but then as soon as I'm on my phone trying to check out, it can take sometimes even a full minute just to go through. So yeah, or it, or it times out, like sometimes right. they'll be on a page and, and it's like, did it go through? Did it not go through? And so mm -hmm. it should remove that friction in the experience. So what are some of the other pros of cryptocurrency? Yeah, I think uh, when you look at some of the other pros, I think one of the areas we see uh, is from a global expansion perspective. And so when uh, a brand or retailer talks to us about going global, one of the biggest challenges is there's a lot of logistics 
uh, to figure out. One is currency translations. Um, so if you want to go international, you need to figure out which countries uh, you want to receive payment from. But more specifically, you also have to find uh, local payment gateways. And so there are payment gateways that are offered in certain countries. But in many cases, our clients are using a variety of different payment gateways um, to be able to accept payments. And that's a process in itself. And it takes a lot of time and effort from multiple departments, not just the e-commerce department in terms of deciding on which payment provider. Um, and it becomes very burdensome if you want to deploy a website in 30, 40 countries. And so going back to cryptocurrency, the pro was really that that currency, whatever cryptocurrency it is, is accepted globally. So you wouldn't need the concept of multiple payment providers. So if a brand wanted to go global quickly, accepting cryptocurrency would be the path of uh, least resistance. And for my brother, there's also less fear of fraudulent purchases because it's a more secure payment method. Yeah. I mean, the, the security thing is is one aspect that I, I did some research on prior to the podcast. And it's fascinating to see that a lot of the content that I've read is that cryptocurrency is actually more secure in many ways because of the uh, encryption process. So with credit cards, you see a lot of credit card fraud as it relates to skimming or being able to read credit card numbers and having that information get out. The reality with cryptocurrency is that it's much more secure process in that there isn't the same standard credit card number that you're entering every single time. And so uh, one of the other benefits is just purely from a security perspective. Um, and that's something that what we find is that there that there's a lot of fraud going out there. Um, and there's a whole market for third parties to handle fraud. And so this really helps a branded retailer maybe not have to explore so many third-party vendors to manage that fraud process. And what about from a B2B perspective? How is it, how would it be beneficial for them? Yeah, the, uh, well, I think what's interesting about B2B is that in many cases, a, a, a brand can have an e-commerce site for B2B that a, a buyer can basically go on the site, add a bunch of things to their purchase order or cart. Um, but in many cases, they're not actually transacting online. Um, it's really the process of building out the cart, and then they will take the payment processing offline um, because B2B purchasing has a lot more complexity to to it, whether it's one-off deals in terms of pricing or it's custom pricing for a specific set of products. And it's just much more nuanced in B2B. So what we end up seeing is B2B companies will say, you know, what, we'll just take the payment offline. Um, the, the cool part uh, about cryptocurrency is this concept of uh, smart contracts. And in the most simplified explanation, smart contracts are really coded agreements between two or more parties uh, and they're stored uh, on a blockchain server. And so the benefit to companies is that together AI and blockchain can help to facilitate more complex agreements and quite frankly, expedite the negotiation and execution process. And so typically that process would be handled offline, but smart contracts allows that process to be handled online, which makes it substantially more 
efficient from a B2B perspective. And so I think when you look at brands that have hesitated in the past about conducting transactions online, I think you'll see an influx of brands or at least forward-thinking brands looking at cryptocurrency and smart contracts to be able to take B2B payment. Do you see B2B companies adopting this faster than B2C companies? It'll be interesting because I think the the, the challenge on the B2C side uh, is that there's 4,000 cryptocurrencies. <laughs> so it's really which, which cryptocurrency do you accept? And there's an uh, in, influx of cryptocurrencies being created every day. And that poses a challenge on the B2C front. So I can just imagine being in a boardroom. It's do I take Bitcoin or Dogecoin or Safemoon, this currency or that currency? And that can quickly become uh, a debate. And how do you actually pick which cryptocurrency? Is it something where you see that there's a certain demographic um, that tends to buy one cryptocurrency and that matches up with the the brands and products that you offer. And I think that's gonna be a tough conversation. Now, I think that there are solutions or enablers um, to be able to handle multiple cryptocurrencies. So something like a PayPal. So I could see brands in many cases, I could see them leveraging a PayPal and say, you know what? PayPal accepts cryptocurrency. Maybe you just handle the transaction process through a PayPal. But I think that there's a lot more decisions as it relates to going B2C with cryptocurrency. From a B2B perspective, it's a little bit simpler in that there isn't as many cryptocurrencies for B2B. And when you look at something like a Ethereum, it was built on the concept of smart contracts. Um, And these smart contracts, the way that you'll see a B2B company picking out a cryptocurrency will really be less on what the consumer wants to use. It'll be more on what does our contracting process look like and how do we build that contracting process out and seeing which cryptocurrency it really matches up against. So really long-winded way of saying that I think that B2C, there's a lot of considerations that go into it. Um, Same with B2B, but it's different. When you're looking at considerations on B2B, it's all about focusing on your brand and your contract process. Um, When you're focused on B2C and whether or not to take cryptocurrency, it really becomes a matter of what do your customers want. Right. I didn't even realize there was a difference between B2B cryptocurrencies and B2C. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's really a blurred line. I mean, it's really up to companies like the Blue Acorn ICIs of the world or others to figure out what is the best way to apply and leverage those cryptocurrencies. So it's it's by no means a one-size-fits-all, but there's a lot of options available. And today it could be a viral meme that takes a once unpopular cryptocurrency and makes it super mainstream like the Dogecoin. So yeah, you, uh, you never know. I mean, like something like a Dogecoin has uh, completely blown up in, in a good way, just from a, I think it was at like, who knows what it was at, maybe one penny uh, a year or so ago, and now it's over 30 cents. And so what's interesting is that you're seeing a new influx of individuals with substantially more money than they did previously. And it'll be interesting to see if those that hold something like a Dogecoin, are they going to cash out and pay taxes on it? Or are they going to wait until Dogecoin is accepted 
through an e-commerce site where they don't necessarily have to pay taxes on those goods or services. And so that brings up a whole new, a separate problem with taking cryptocurrencies is that right now people are really buying them as an investment. Um, and when you buy something online with those cryptocurrencies, it's you're basically pulling out your investment. Um, and so what, what, what I'm seeing is a lot of those that are holding cryptocurrency don't want to get rid of it. So which kind of defeats the whole purpose of it being a quote unquote currency. Right. I think too, even these people investing in it still don't really understand what else, what it even is or what else they can even do with it. There is a, a study by Cardify that said 33% of cryptocurrency buyers have almost no knowledge or would describe their knowledge of it as emerging. So I think it's still, people know it's trendy and they're buying into it, but like you said, like they don't, they're just, they don't want to cash out or use it. Yeah. I mean, like, so full transparency, I've bought cryptocurrency and I have something like Bitcoin, but I've never actually bought anything with it. I treated it more as a stock. Um, and it's, I think that goes to show that someone like myself, I don't really know much about cryptocurrency. I know enough to be, to be, to be able to speak intelligently to it, to our customers and help them make decisions. But like, I don't know the nuances of what, what it is. Um, and so I think it's, it's interesting just to see, do people, are people going to be buying it more as an investment or are people going to be buying it more to eventually use for transactions? So I think that ties in too with the, the volatility of cryptocurrency and how that really can complicate things for an e-commerce company when they are, when they do decide to accept it. Yeah, the, uh, the, that's an interesting one because the way that I look at it is how are we going to help our customers deal with returns? Because let's just play it out for a moment. Let's say the cryptocurrency is valued at a dollar um, when you're purchasing a product. And let's say that that product doesn't work out for one reason or the other, and the, the customer decides to return it. At the time, what if the crypt, that cryptocurrency is worth not $1, but $2 or maybe 50 cents? What do you pay out to the customer? Did the customer just make money by returning something or did they lose money by returning something? And so that's kind of a fascinating use case that uh, I don't think we have an answer for today, but we'll need to figure need to figure it out because uh, I think that that creates a very weird customer experience. Right. I believe it was Overstock that ran into this issue early on when they decided to take cryptocurrency. And, and I believe they landed on the decision to just when a customer buys an item with cryptocurrency and then returns it, they just give them back the value of what that, you know, if it's Bitcoin, what the Bitcoin is at that time, rather than what they paid for originally. But it'll be interesting to see like where each brand lands or retailer lands in that scenario. Yeah, there might be a, a differentiator in the future. Like uh, it's just like when companies first started offering free shipping, it was such a differentiator and now it's the norm so it'll be interesting to see if cryptocurrency has something similar to that in terms of you buy from one website because the return policy for crypto is better than another um, and the, the it's not that they're highly complex problems that you have to deal with it's just problems that you need to deal with um, and so it's something to keep in mind as you're making these decisions any other pros or cons you can think of before we wrap up the, uh, I think the other aspect that we see is that 
brands and retailers are always trying to save money and uh, as they should. Uh, and one of the interesting aspects about credit cards is that the percentage fees that impact a brand are high. And some like AMEC, uh, American Express is, is known for having high payment processing fees. Um, when you look at using cryptocurrency, a lot of the transaction fees are either non-existent or very low. Um, so I think one of the other pros to look at is just that you may have an opportunity to save money. Um, so I think that's a, a great pro to consider. Mm-hmm. And five years from now, do you think majority of companies will be accepting cryptocurrency? Like, what do you predict? I do. I think what I think it'll be. I think it'll be an evolution. I think what you're going to see is like, if you remember a year or two ago, or you still see some of it today, like, and you go to a brand's website, you have 25 different payment options. Uh, You have credit card, you have e-check, you have Amazon pay, you have Google pay, you have this pay, that pay, et cetera, et cetera. And it becomes like a, it just ruins that customer experience or it's, it's just too many options for a customer. When you look at cryptocurrency, I think you could very well run into that same problem where you have 25 different cryptocurrencies that you can accept. But, and I, and I think we're going to see a lot of different cryptocurrencies being taken on the checkout page now and for the next couple of years. But I think in five years, I think you'll be using one wallet, whether it's a PayPal or someone like that to seamlessly, to offer a seamless checkout. So you just go to the cart and checkout page, you hit PayPal, and PayPal helps to present that experience in an elegant manner versus every brand having a fundamentally different checkout process. So I think you're going to see a emergence of intermediaries or wallets um, that are going to help to streamline that process. It'll be interesting too to see how companies use this blockchain type um, system. In other ways, I've read that some companies are actually using it for their loyalty programs. So it's just interesting how people are thinking about it in other ways. Yeah. The uh, So let me ask you a question, then I'll flip it back on you. Do you, could you see yourself using cryptocurrency to buy something online? Not anytime soon. I Why? don't know. I just don't know enough about it. I don't like, like you, like I see it as an investment. I would feel very strange now pulling my money out of it, but I think like what's, that what's the benefit like, like that's the just play devil's advocate on some of the pros that I shared like what's the benefit for you to use cryptocurrency and I don't think that there's for someone that doesn't own any today is there a clear benefit you could argue that there are but is I mean I don't see any right now yeah I don't know it's an interesting question but it depends on your risk adversity too like if right. you're gonna have $50 in your bank account you know it's going to be $50 in a month Right. Um, if you have $50 in cryptocurrency, if you're risk adverse, maybe it's better because it could be $70 or it could be $30. Um, so it's, it's basically like checking out using your stock market. Yeah, <laughs> like that, I, oh, like, let me just pay you my stock. Like that's what it is yeah, in exactly. my mind. I think it's very much a mentality thing for people and that will probably evolve faster than we think. But I just think right now, like people don't people one still don't even understand what it is and two even if they kind of do they still don't know what they can actually use it for yeah that's a great point it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out though 
I think uh, I think we're gonna see. I think we'll see an emergence of it in certain product verticals. Like uh, I think that if you look, at, I could see it working very well for like a, a Tesla because if you look at the folks that typically own cryptocurrency, they love Elon Musk and they they may very well instead of cashing out and pay capital gains they may just use their earnings to purchase a Tesla and not have to pay it. So I think you're going to see big ticket items, I think will do very well. Um, but then I think that for stuff like apparel or lower ticket items um, that have a lot of returns, my guess is they'll be the last to uh, adopt cryptocurrency because it's just going to be hard to manage when going back to that return conversation. Right. Great. Well, anything else before we wrap up? No, I think this is a really an exciting topic and I guarantee we could do this podcast in a year and maybe we should, and it'll be a totally different conversation. Either we'll be saying like, oh, that was just a fad, or we're going to be saying this is the future. And I think today we don't know the answer to it, but it'll be awesome to watch it kind of evolve. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Chris, for joining us. For those of you listening, you can learn more about payment options and cryptocurrency at blueacornici.com. Until next time. Bye.